righty, we're rolling. Welcome to Doug and Joe Talk. I might not quite sound like Doug, but I am. I'm Joe, and I sound like Joe. <laughs> as unexciting as it might be. So, I had a baby on Christmas, got really sick Your right Your wife after. had a baby. We had a baby. Yeah. Yeah, and I got really sick right after that, and I feel great, but I still sound sick. So, just if anybody out there cares. <laughs> so, our uh, friends, our listening fans. Yeah. So, um, we're, we're, we're doing something, and I think this will be a regular thing on Doug and Joe Talk. So, notice I didn't jump right into talking about a cigar. Because this is the fifth Monday of the month. And being the fifth Monday, we thought the few times that happens every year, we may grab a fifth of some nice beverage, and talk about it on the show just to mix it up a bit. Truth be told, I'm a little bit sick still, so I didn't want to have a cigar. <laughs> but um, we're going to enjoy a really great spirit. And um, can, can you define for me, because I never have really gone to the trouble of defining it, what a fifth, what's the definition of a, of a fifth? I'm supposed to know this. I, I, <laughs> Something everybody says, but I'm not sure if anybody actually knows what... I, I think it's a fifth of a gallon, because somehow a fifth of a gallon is almost equivalent to a particular metric figure. Is it a... Is it a, is it a, a pint? 77... Yes, I think 750 milliliters. About a pint? Oh, 750 milliliters would be like a bottle, right? Like this fine bottle you have right here is 750 milliliters. That'd be about a fifth of a gallon, though. Wouldn't I, it? Yeah. Well, e- even if even if we're not getting the facts exactly right, that that has something to do with it. So they call it. So what you're telling me is they call it a fifth because it's a fifth of something, mm-hmm. and that's about equal to it, another. It is a fifth of. It is a fifth of a. I'm pretty sure it's a fifth of a <laughs> okay. gallon. But I think uh, it had to do with they didn't want to use the metric measurement. I'm not gotcha. positive, but so they called it a fifth of a gallon instead of calling it a 750 milliliter or whatever it is. Yeah, gotcha. You know, so, um, anyway, well, we've got a nice bottle in front of us, and Joe, tell us about the color of, of the liquid in that bottle. Well, okay. <laughs> to me, that is a really, um, there's a lot of red in that, in that color, and if I could just hold it up to the light here, it's like a nice amber, call it that amber, is that the right color? That's, I, I, I'm not an yeah. expert. I just wanted to hear, hear what you said, but you said red right off the bat, and that's exactly what I would have said first. It's a very reddish scotch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely got that kind of golden amber have sparkle you, to have it. Have you told them what it is yet? I haven't. Okay, maybe we should. We should. Okay, so celebrating New, New Year's Eve. Yeah, today's yeah. the 31st. Yeah, so the last day of 2018. Yeah, so we're celebrating here with... Isn't that um, And I... I think I tried this already, but I actually can't remember. I got this on a trip. We went to, on kind of on a booze-buying trip up to Des Moines, Iowa, to, to check out a place where we like to buy spirits. And we got I got the McAllen um, Classic Cut Single Malt. No age expression. Um, I am a fan. I, I know I'm a fan of McAllen as far as uh, um, Highlands go. And this was kind of a special version. It's 58.4%. We are going to taste it without putting any water to it, but um, when you buy um, something like a cask strength that's this high, you, you, you kind of plan on that you're getting like a bottle and a half, and so you kind of plan on that you're going to pour a little less and add just a smidge of water to it. 
and uh, that's just that's just how you do it. So uh, very good, very good. We should give it a. We should you, give it a. Huh? Is there any suggestion on how old this is? I mean, there's no age expression on the bottle, but no. Um, but I get. Let's take a sip, and then I'll talk okay. about the right. non non age expression. All right. Well, so. cheers. Here's to a here's to a year gone by. Yeah. I would expect it to be hot, and it was. Yeah. Got fifty-eight point four percent. Really sweet. <clears throat> I would expect it to be really sweet too, because <laughs> I know the Mac I know the Macallan. <clears throat> so. Good, good, good. Little water. Yeah. Little water. That might not. That probably is the right amount, but I wouldn't be afraid to put a little more in. So. Looks close. It's always bothered me how. The the what water and uh, and liquor looks the mix. You get sort of that heat. Uh, okay, let me explain what I'm saying. So when you pour water in, you sort of get the little wavy lines inside uh -huh. the liquid, like you like you see heat coming off the hood of a car in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's always bothered me. So I'm not looking. Oh. <laughs> so I want to confess to our listeners that I am so stuffed that I know it's going to limit my experience a little bit. So don't. If you've had this before, don't necessarily hold me to it because I can, I can barely nose anything out of this glass right now. I mean, I can barely uh, suck air yeah. through my nose, which was a blessing today because I worked cleaning a hog building. Yeah. And it's like, hey, I don't smell anything. <laughs> so, through your mouth, you're just eating it instead. Yeah, yeah, it was great. <laughs> just uh, because we're guys, and hopefully this doesn't gross anybody out. But Friday when I worked, and I was pretty sick still. My nose was running, and so, of course, I have this mask on. Oh, that's the worst. In about two hours, you know, after I, mm. I pull the mask off, and it's just, it's just as gross runs out, oh, like, gross. down my beard, and I, like, had to spray water on me just to kind of clean my face off. It, it was gross. It was pretty sick. I spent a lot of years as a painter, so I spent a lot of hours <laughs> in a respirator mask, and, yeah, things can get pretty gnarly in there. Yep. Especially if it's chilly, so you're breathing the hot air, so you get the condensation, you know, which is always falling out of your vent, and then anything else that happens, just what happens in the mask stays in the mask. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a pretty gross thing. So let's get let's get away from the gross thing. Get back to the good thing. <laughs> back to the good thing. So I just I did want to apologize for that. I I probably can't won't won't be giving really good notes on this, mm -hmm. but uh, but let's give it a sip after adding some water. See what we got. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. We're speechless. Definitely smoothed it out. Actually, it might have taken a little bit of the sweetness away. Yeah, I which, think it did. Which is all right. Mm-hmm. Mm. I can't smell anything. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can. <clears throat> Maybe honey. Yeah. I can't. See, I'm having a real hard time identifying things. I need your suggestions to I say know you do. there and I'm trying. Honey's the best I can do right now. Honey's definitely there. I got a little bit of kind of an earthy taste, mm -hmm. but I couldn't identify it. So this is going to be it's gonna be rougher than I thought with my nose plug. More difficult. Mm. Mm. That's what I meant. I wasn't implying the whiskey was rougher. Mm -hmm. I was implying. Good. I'm going to assume I put the right amount of water in there and say it maybe is just a hint hot yet, but I'm not going to add any more water. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, the honey's there though for sure. That's okay. that's got to be the number one uh, that I'm getting. I'm getting a fruit, but I can't tell what it is. So uh, just that sweetness there, sweet tart something. Oh, and I'm getting just the earth, the earthy grain that you're gonna that you'll, get, that you'll get from scotch. Yeah. That's what so I was without, getting without in, saying <clears throat> kind of. Yeah. Well, let's let's get into news. It, it, sometimes it helps to let it get a little oxygen, let it open up. Maybe my nose will open up a little. Yeah, maybe so. And. Uh, so, um, gosh, uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we've done anything because we missed. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe I should say this since I did have the baby. I yeah, mean, we missed the well, Christmas podcast. We, we did miss the Christmas podcast. Yep, which we, it was okay though. We had, you know lots of family stuff to get to. And we did. It was it was a blessing. My baby was born on Christmas morning, uh, Kiva Saren. So that was just a cool thing. Um, it was not a cool thing that my, my wife was in labor, started labor Christmas Eve morning, yeah. which is one of the reasons we didn't do the podcast because we were going to do it that, that day. And and then things got all hectic, and that's okay. Everybody's healthy. Everything went as smooth as it could go. Um, and uh, so I got a little girl, and now... That's four little girls. Four little girls. And the world shut down for me to have, <laughs> yeah. for me to have, or the United you States know, government I'm, did for me yeah, to have the, my the girl. Government did, I, was gonna say, <laughs> I, lo- I sort of love it every time the government shuts down because for the for the large majority, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Nobody even notices. And they make it, you know, it's the end of the world, it's a big deal. And I know for some people, it, I know it is, but. Well, there's got to be a place probably right next to Washington, D.C. where like uh-huh. 5% of the people in a town right aren't working mm-hmm. but it's like the I, I can't remember mark levin no it wasn't mark levin but he mark levin was off and somebody was on his show like dan bongino or somebody like that was, i love dan bongino yeah he's huge he's fan cool. yeah he he was i think it was him it might have been somebody else they were saying the percentages of well first of all the you know there's all these things have to keep running so that leaves this much left and then out of these that are left it's only the non-essentials that aren't working and mm-hmm. it's like 17% or maybe less than that it's like it's just 17% of the 25% or something something silly so like there's barely anybody that's not working it just shows again once again <clears throat> the disregard for truth and reality that most of these politicians have they I mean, you know if it's not essential then why do we have it in the first place <laughs> there is and that. Nobody cares if they're if the non-essentials are not working. I mean, even <clears throat> we had plans. We we changed our plans. We were going to go this week to Arches National Park uh-huh. out in Utah, and and uh, you know I'm looking up on the website saying you know okay are we even be, are they going to even have the gates open since it's a national park? And oh yeah, it was it was fine. There was just going to be reduced staff, which uh-huh. we don't need staff out on the trails anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. so it's really blows my mind how big of a deal they want us to think it is and how little of a deal it actually ends up being yeah. most times. Well, it, the the only I suppose the only irritating thing about it is they try to play it up like it matters way more than it does. And, and both sides do. Like even even uh even Trump is is yeah. trying to say, "Oh, you know what? You guys want to keep it shut down, keep it shut down." And what he should be saying is, "Look, this isn't even a big deal. Don't try to hold this over my head. I don't care. Nobody cares if seventy percent people aren't working." Yeah, know? that's true. That's what he should be saying. So I don't yeah. care. Mm-hmm. I wish I could get make you guys not work for a month. You know, <laughs> he's not collecting a salary anyway. No, so he doesn't care. You know, so it's like that's just you know. And I guess he doesn't want to appear unfeeling to the average worker, but still, it's just it's. So much stuff that doesn't need to be in government anyway. But so the government shut down and nothing yet. Nobody's budged. Yeah, nobody's budged. 
So I don't know if there's anything more to say about that. Uh, I guess I want to say that, like, when they said they wouldn't pass the $5 billion, I think he should have come back with a counter and said $7.5 billion. <laughs> They didn't yeah. like that. Come back with another yeah. counter nine nine and a quarter billion. Yeah. Well, I mean, I saw a tweet a while back. I think it was from the president where he said that the the funding for the wall was already in place. He was looking for an additional five billion for other, or or because like apparently there's fifty four billion or some number like that in that's already in the the bill that they wanted to pass. Uh-huh. But he wanted another amount for border security or something. Huh. Like it's gonna like he said that basically the wall's gonna happen no matter what. That's that's going to happen. So I don't know. I mean, well, didn't the Democrats like before Trump was even in office vote on some kind of? Actually, it might have been like several years ago. It might not. Oh been, yeah, vote on something that never happened. They they've always been a party. I mean, or not the party, but there's all these clips you can look on the online. You know, all these clips of prominent Democrats today saying. Border security, border security, border security, illegal people, blah blah blah. I mean, they're all over it, uh-huh. but yeah, it's not. I thought it's they not vo- their issue now. So. Yeah, I thought they voted some kind of border security years ago, and then didn't appropriate the money or something. Oh, okay, it's that's what, very possible. Yeah, I, I guess I don't want to talk about what maybe yeah. we should talk about. I was more. a little bit more up on that earlier when we were having some of the border debates, but I don't. Or, but I don't remember now. I kind of quit listening because it's like, yeah. oh, they shut down the government. I'm sure I'll hear when they start the government again, and I didn't, mm-hmm. didn't care to. And I had a baby. Did, did I mention that? Yeah, <laughs> your wife had a baby. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> um. So there were a couple a couple things, like, these are a little older, but I thought about bringing them up because they, they, they I think they pull up some bigger kind of issues in the background. But um, and before we get it, just see if we can smell or taste anything else in this, in this single malt. I always seem to find a little banana. Anytime I drink any kind of scotch. That is definitely not uncommon if you think about grain and honey mm-hmm. together. I can kind of give you a banana-y taste. I've gotten banana bread yeah. out of out of uh, a couple uh, single malt Irish whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm only pulling the, the same kind of grain and and honey out. And this this might be a little disappointing to me in the end because I can't I can't, you can't really fully appreciate it. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's not fair. I know, but <laughs> it's the best we can do. We'll still give kudos to McAllen because I know they're good. They are good. Yeah. So this this isn't the first you've tried this bottle, is it? Yep. I think I tried it the night I brought it okay. home, but I don't remember what it tasted like. It, this is like my second taste out of the bottle. I didn't save it for the podcast. If sure. that's what you're asking. So sure. sure. Well. So, um, I don't know how important this is, but some, um, how important is Doug and Joe talk.com? It's, it's really important. (laughs) (coughs) No, it is. Well, so there's something I like and you know, it's, we're still kind of in the holiday spirit, but Nancy Pelosi has been a couple weeks ago. She said something it might've been, the, the phrase might've been Christmas shut, Christmas break or something and then she like corrected herself and said oh i mean i mean whatever Holiday like like break. like she wasn't supposed to say christmas and it got a bit of coverage because people were like oh that's wrong, what's wrong calling christmas there's nothing wrong calling it christmas and of course trump's kind of trying to you know put the 
put the Christmas back in the holidays and, you know, just give people the right to say whatever. And, and to be, to be honest, you know, I've seldom run into, I don't ever, I don't think I've ever run into anyone that I've said Merry Christmas to that were pissed about it. Right. You know, I'm like, and I've, I've even heard a couple Jewish people say, I don't care if you wish me Merry Christmas. I might say happy holidays back cause I don't celebrate Christmas. I might say happy Hanukkah or I might just say, thanks. I don't, it's not a big deal. <laughs> you know, we're, we're human beings. We're just letting you, re- you're wishing me happiness. Why would I care if you're right. throwing a fit? Well, there's know? one thing about celebrating diversity. I can understand if you're a major national corporation or maybe mm-hmm. even an international corporation. And he said, happy holidays. You're going to cover all your bases. You're going to, you know, get the, the Kwanzas and the, and the Hanukkahs and the Christmases and everything like that. I get, you know, hey, go for it. But when you meet somebody on the street or you have a local coffee shop or why should you feel ashamed or, yeah, ashamed to say, to wish people a Merry Christmas? It's just ridiculous. Yeah, why is it that, like, a, a homosexual coming out of the closet about their sexuality, which should to me should be kind of private, but that's that's a big think? deal. But if I come out and say Merry Christmas to somebody, then, whoa, whoa, you're a horrible person. It's like, I'm not following. Yeah. You know, my identity, being a Christian and right. celebrating Christmas, part of my identity, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to come out of the closet and be a Christmas, Christmas, <laughs> cele- Christmas celebrator. <laughs> closet Christmas <laughs> Jeepers. So, yeah. well, you said something that, that might it might be a fun thing to bounce off of here. You said diversity and celebrating diversity is a good thing. I'm going to push back a little bit because I don't think celebrating diversity is a good thing unless you're celebrating diversity that's standing on something else. Because I'm not sure that diversity is good. Because I don't want, like, I don't want to have a business where I have half the employees that like rape and half that don't. Really, I'd like to have them all be against rape. I don't want diversity sure. there. You don't want to celebrate rape. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no rape diversity. Really, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, mm-hmm. so there are some things that I want as standards, sure. foundational. Well, I don't, what I what know. I meant to say is I don't <laughs> celebrate diversity for diversity's sake. But when you want to say one sentence or one phrase and you want it to cover a lot of different people. Or a lot of different celebrations is what I was talking about. Sure. Then, then you can be kind of generic with your, with your terminology. I think that there are certainly sometimes when it's a good idea to embrace diversity. Um, for example, there's been a, in the in the past here locally a couple of times where different church denominations have come together to uh, have a service or something, or you know, just come together to worship together. And a lot of times that's seen as kind of a celebration mm-hmm. of sorts of diversity because, you know, hey, you know, we may differ on these theological ideas. We may differ pretty seriously on some applications of our faith, but we're still willing to worship the same God together. And that can be kind of like a celebration, I suppose. And I think that for the most part, those are those are good times. Yeah, and I, I think our culture has shifted, though, from celebrating. We don't say we're celebrating yeah, what's in I know common. Exactly what we say we're celebrating right. diversity. No, we're actually celebrating what we have in common. That's the truth. We're not celebrating the diversity. And that's, I think, what, what's missed a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you're right. Sometimes the diversity of whatever it is, diversity of whatever, has some really cool value, but it has to stand on. Commonality of something, yeah, you know. I, get what you're saying. I mean, I, and I don't care if it's a whole bunch of whoever likes red hats. Awesome, we're yeah, the red that's hat a thing. club. That's a Is thing. It? Oh yeah. Oh, we're the red hat club. You know, there's a Hispanic person, a black person, an Asian person, some guy with. You a, mean you haven't seen those ladies walking around with the red hats? I do. I do. I, I do. <laughs> like the red hat, red hot. The only reason I know who they are, I would have never known. 
Except I announced for the Christmas parade for 17 years in Oskaloosa, and so they had a segment. They would ride by in a car, and so I had to announce Mm -hmm. who they were. This is the red hat hotties from Oscaloosa or whatever. It's a bunch of old ladies wearing red hats. They're so cute. (laughs) It's like, I hope they're not offended that I said they're cute. (laughs) It's like cute like my grandma's cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in a lap blanket. No. (laughs) You know, um, anyway. So, but yeah, diversity has to be on something, and... That's one of the things, and I, this is very general and probably wrong, so call me out on it if it is, but it does seem like um, like Obama tried to talk about celebrating diversity without having any common Just foundation. for the sake of diversity. For the sake yeah. of diversity. And, and honestly, covertly, I'm not sure if he did this intentionally, but covertly the commonality might have been uh, hate Christians, hate the country, and maybe hate... Hate rural people, <laughs> but they never said that. Yeah, they never. I don't. Uh, but it was, so, but, but that was kind of the underlying thing that that just kind of rose up. Well, yeah, I think. <clears> they, <throat> I mean, it seemed like what they were kind of doing was saying we celebrate diver. Well, they would say celebrating diversity, and yet it seemed like they were what they really meant to say was anyone or anything or any set of ideas that claims to have any kind of. Uh, Truth claims, exclusive truth claims, we're standing against that. So if you have, in truth by its definition, or by its nature rather, is exclusive, um, and they don't like that idea. They want all things to be true to all people, whoever, however they think about things. And If you ever claim to say, no, this is right and this is wrong, then that's a line and we don't like lines. That's not diverse. So we only celebrate diverse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. There are still a couple things that sometimes you could throw out there, and they would, they might, and then it's you see them when they're rel. I'm, I'm not saying they're all relativists, but the people that are relativists, they they sometimes stumble when they when you try to say like you might throw out something that, that well, what about rape? Rape is always wrong, or what about abusing a child? Isn't that always wrong? And and they'll stumble and they be oh well, it's definitely wrong for me. You know, it's like mm. well, that's that's not what I'm asking. Right. <laughs> if it's wrong for you or not, I'm I'm saying is it wrong for Bob to rape yeah, somebody? Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm asking. Yeah. Oh well, I wouldn't want to say. It's like I would. <laughs> I would say that it's wrong for Bob to do that. <laughs> um, I'm perfectly comfortable saying that. It's 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 alarming to me how how. Um, <clears throat> readily people especially in academia are espousing that idea saying that well i couldn't say that it's wrong mm-hmm. on its face you know i just went through a, a, a sort of a shortened um uh, criminal law class and and they were talking about uh, the difference between um uh, I'm, I'm gonna lose the latin uh, uh i just oh. forgot the words I almost should go get my papers in the car just so we could uh, look at them. I'd be really malum prohibitum versus malum in se. Okay. Okay. The two Latin words. One meaning it's wrong in and of itself. Malum in se is okay. wrong. In, so this act is wrong in and of itself. And then malum uh, prohibitum would mean this is wrong because our society says yep. it's wrong. And <laughs> it's interesting that they draw that line yeah, in their training. In our, oh, in wow. our, well, in our, well, they said this is probably the only time you ever hear this, but uh-huh. just the law, the nature of law is that there's a couple different kinds. There's some things that we just proclaim, these are wrong in and of themselves, you know, rape, theft, murder, these types of things. 
some some things are wrong because we say they're wrong, like smoking marijuana. We say that's against the law because we as a society don't want don't want more of that. Mm-hmm. So, especially in those cases of malum in se, when you say this is wrong in and of itself, and in in the back of my mind, you know, in the class, I'm thinking, okay, the Ten Commandments. Those are the things mm-hmm. that we kind of all acknowledge, at yeah. least the most of them, that this is not right for you to do, you know, and. For people to let themselves believe that there is no such thing as an act that is wrong in and of itself, kind of, in, kind of to me, this is my perspective, it's always open, they are opening themselves to all kinds of abuses. Well, they are, but they, but they do have an act that's wrong in and of itself, and that act is judging someone else's action. <laughs> yeah. So, really, that, I know, because yeah. that, that is one of their, one of the, the, I would probably say the lefts, I think. Or mm-hmm. Maybe that's not completely fair, but I think it is. That's the best I can do for now. But, yeah, so you're, you're not, you cannot judge someone else's action because they're a, they're a free acting agent. They might even have religious reasons that they're doing it. And it, and I do think at some point you just, you just have to say it, no, that doesn't matter, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, uh and I, and I was going to say, the, the interesting, the, the fun thing to do is, instead of saying, like, what we're against, so I might say, you know, I think rape is always wrong for anybody to do, and they might say, well, I don't want to judge, because they think judgment is wrong in every case. Mm-hmm. But the important thing to do is say, what do, bo- what do we value? And when you mm-hmm. look at it, not from a what is prohibited, but what yeah. is valued, yeah. it, it makes things a little more important, because mm-hmm. it's a whole lot easier for me to say... <laughs> I value my wife, I value my daughters, mm-hmm. and you know what? I value my neighbor's daughters, <laughs> and, you know, my friend's daughters, and I don't want... That's why I say rape is wrong, mm-hmm. because that pulls it in more, and I really think you, it, even with a really liberal person, sometimes you can find some common ground there. Yeah. Okay, you don't want to judge. Okay, what do we value? Mm-hmm. Do we value these what, things? Yeah, you and, and you could even take it to a higher level, I think, and just say what is sacred. Because, you know, I teach yeah. that with the Ten Commandments that God is not... I mean, God is saying, don't do these things. You shall not do these things. Why is he saying that, though? Because he's saying these things are sacred. You know, worship worship is sacred. The sexuality is sacred. Uh, relationships are sacred. And I think when you start to view life through not just what is prohibited, but what is important, what is sacred, then it can really... I think, yeah, I think it can pull it in and open people's minds to a lot of ideas about where those lines should be, for sure. Yeah. Well, that was kind of, we kind of went down a principled path there. That was kind of interesting and fun. Um, <clears throat> let's let's cover some some more current, there, there's, there's a handful of things. I'm not sure that, I'm not sure the world's going to stop turning if we don't talk about these things. <coughs> but one that is kind of tragic and I don't have a super lot of details about it, but I'd like to mention, and I think it would bring up some conversation about uh, about guns. And this was a pretty new thing I heard today, that a, a, f- a five-year-old was in a car that was going through a drive-through, apparently, um, was said was shot, but then as the as the I got more details, it sounded like maybe shot himself in the face, which is just horrible. Um, with some kind of handgun that he found in the car. So it sounds like, um, you know, whether the uh, parents were responsible, <laughs> you know, whether they, it doesn't, a lot about that doesn't matter. Something something was wrong there mm-hmm. that a five-year-old would have had access to the gun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's horrible that as soon as I hear this, I think, oh, great, the left's going to, left's going to jump on this before they, 
before they even, you know, say before we know what the truth yeah. is. <laughs> before they say I'm sorry to the parents, you know. <laughs> right. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Where was that? Where did that happen? I I didn't scribble down all the details. It's one of the last things I heard in the on a news update right before I came. So I I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, don't even know what restaurant what restaurant in it was. Iowa. I mean, was it in? It was not Iowa. Okay. Um, if I think I could probably remember yeah, what I okay. heard, but but I don't. So uh, I don't yeah. know. Um, you know, there might be some principal things in there we could unpack a bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you start saying. Obviously, it's tragic. I feel horrible for the parents. I'm assuming the parents were with the kid. I'm assuming the kid's parents were with him. Right. It could have been somebody else. Yeah, it could yeah. have been anybody. But somebody did something horribly irresponsible there. And that's that's when I get to stuff like that. That's when I. That's like when my heart just wrenches to have laws because, yeah. well, I want to have a law because somebody <laughs> did something horribly wrong that got this poor little five year old kid shot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then it's like. Yeah, they were irresponsible, and everybody makes mistakes, and you're like, oh, gosh, they already feel horrible. If it's the parents, it's even worse. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you, you know, how do you legislate something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I hope that this doesn't turn into another legislation circus, and I don't think it will with the government shut down, because they've got bigger problems, probably, but, you know, you hear about these things every once in a while, and, and it does break our hearts that these types of things happen in general mm-hmm. not just gun things but when we hear about kids getting hit by a car or any any time where there's like oh well they should have you know there's some negligent thing mm-hmm. and and somebody dies and it's always been that way and it probably always will be that way and there are you know i think it's i think it's a good part of our nature honestly probably to want to jump true. into action and do something because when we see people hurt or we see people at risk, we want to save them. Because why? Because human life is sacred. You know, yep. human life is valuable. <clears throat> and oh, I don't know. I mean, well, well, I'm I'm real clear that I'm I'm kind of uh, I'm I'm not kind of I am a conserv- uh, libertarian leaning conservative. And so, if no laws existed and this happened, mm-hmm. my heart would still be saying, "Gosh, should we?" Should, should we pass a law? This is horrible. And it's like, and I don't like passing laws. Mm-hmm. I just kind of assume there'd be less laws. But it's like, gosh, what is there something that could be done? And, and I'm glad you said I think it's good that we think that way. Regardless of my libertarian-leading principles, I care that this happened. And I want to say, gee, if we have to limit rights a little bit to pass a law that says maybe some kids will be safe, I am completely willing to have that conversation. And I want that to be really well, clear, even the, though I'm kind of... Here, you know. in, in Iowa, at least, that is illegal already. There is a law. Okay. Uh, a kid under 14 is not allowed to have a handgun in their possession. Okay. If it's your handgun and they have it, then you you put them in possession of the handgun. So, okay. I mean... <clears throat> well, that's the other thing. Mike. There's only so much you yeah. can do, yeah. you know? And you are, you are required to have it in your possession. If you're going to carry a pistol here, mm-hmm. here in this state... If you, you know, if like, for example, if I had my gun in my car and my kids are in the back seat and I'm in the front seat driving and I decide that it's uncomfortable and I want to take it out and put it under mm-hmm. the seat, I'm pretty sure that if, if I got out of the car or if I just have it unsecured underneath my seat, that that's in a violation of, because mm-hmm. it's not in my exclusive control. <clears throat> so even if I'm permitted to have it, I'm in violation if I'm... You know, being careless with where that where that firearm is. 
Yeah. So, I mean, do we need more laws now? Yeah. <laughs> because the, a kid was able to break that one? I don't know. I remember, this is... Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> before I was actually, before, honestly, a long time ago, before I was as much of a political thinker and thinking about laws and stuff, I was talking, it would have been, would have been Columbine, because that's what we were talking about, but he said that there were X number of laws that were broken at Columbine, oh, yeah. whatever it was. Oodles. It's just a huge pile of laws yeah. broken. And he's like, you know what would have happened if we if we had that exact law and it was and it would have been in place before Columbine? It would have been broken. There too. would have been one more law that was <laughs> yeah. broken. And he and that was my pastor told me that. And I'm like, whoa! It's like he really made me think. His laws don't make people follow no, the law. No. Um, they do have some value. They, they they are there saying the things that we think mm-hmm. are important, um, are value to us, are sacred, whatever. And, they give us the ability to punish people who do wrong. Yeah, that's about all they do. They're not going to stop people from doing wrong. Unless they're afraid of that punishment, yeah. Which and sometimes people are, but and yeah. that, and you know so, and but it is it is limiting. And I just you know I'm kind of a I'm kind of a lazy old guy. I don't want anybody stepping on my rights. Just you know I'm fine. I can take care of my family. Just leave me alone. Don't step on my. But truth be known, I'm I'm probably a little more have a bigger heart than that. A little more you know when I talk principle, I'm <laughs> I put my fists up. But when I, but truth be known, it makes a relationship in there and yeah. it gets a little bit harder. It gets a little more complicated, especially the closer it is to home. I'm like, yeah, I want, I want my kids out on this road to be safe. Mm-hmm. I hate the stop sign at the corner, you know, but it's a good idea to be there because everybody Slow drives down. slower, yeah. including me. And I'm pissed about that. I, <laughs> that I can't make that one tenth of a second quicker drive into my driveway, <laughs> you know, so I, I get it. <laughs> See, I don't, I'm like, like I understand the... <clears throat> The idea of common reminders, if yeah. you will. You know, I think the stop signs are probably a good idea on intersections where it's dangerous to just drive through. But I would really begrudge getting pulled over if I rolled through, having oh. looked. See, that's where I draw the line. I'm yeah. like, okay, I, I obeyed the spirit of the law. I slowed down, and I yeah. and I looked both ways and made sure that it was safe to enter the intersection. You know, that, to me, to me, that's where I get upset. I don't get upset that there's a sign there. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> when, it was, when it was first put in, a, a, a cop that I knew <clears throat> pulled me over, and I'm like, I don't even know if I stopped or not. Did I roll clear through it? He's like, No, you kind of slowed and goed. I'm like, Okay, all right. I just <laughs> he's like, We're not ticketing anybody yet. It's you know, he's like, It hasn't been there long. I just want you to know that you really didn't stop. Yeah. I'm like, Okay, and you know, it's like I said, it's. You know, one house away. You know, one house from my house or mm-hmm. whatever is the where the sign is, and it was funny because I just totally used to driving through it. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so um, <sighs> we should we should talk about the scotch again. Um, yeah. We got a little bit to <clears throat> kind of smell. I did cheat and look at the label because did you? because I. Why don't you read it? It's Why don't hard. you read it? <clears throat> it's, it's so difficult sometimes, okay. especially since we're not used to. And, yeah, doing and I'm having the nose plugged up tonight. Okay. Shall I read the whole thing or just the flavor characteristics? Just the flavor characteristics. It says, uh, with its full heightened flavors of creamy vanilla, sweet ginger, and warming oak. It's an extraordinary single malt to savor with O-U-R, savor, savor, savor. in your own time. Yeah. Um, I'm getting the vanilla. I'm not getting the, the ginger or the oak, but that's because my nose is plugged up, maybe. Maybe I'm getting some oak, maybe. It's always easier when they when you read it when you're supposed to. Yeah, you know, and that's okay. I don't mind that sometimes. I do like it a lot better um, undiluted. It do just you? tastes better. Okay. I, I, I think it's a tad hot, but it was a little bit sweeter. And uh, so... 
Yeah. But um, but whatever. It's like a, yeah, it's it's fun. Live it up. Do whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, so that's the McAllen Classic Cup. We're still we're still sipping on that on our New I Year's. Don't, New I don't Year's think Eve we're podcast. gonna get through the bottle, dog. I don't think we are. No. <laughs> It's gonna be only like just a little, a little bit of a fifth. You've got to drive. You've got to drive. Yeah, I have to drive away. I just have to walk to my house, or (laughs) you have to get to your house. You don't even have to walk. Yeah, I could crawl. So, um, anyway, so um, well, this is at least interesting news, and I don't have a whole lot more details on it, but uh, apparently there was some information came out about some sexual violence and harassment claims, not by Bernie Sanders, if I understood it correct, but within his campaign during the last election. And I guess it, you know, there were some red flags and people were wanting to... What I think happened is someone tried to send a a relatively private letter to say, hey, we need to address these things. And, of course, it got out into the public, and, mm. and which is which is fine. I mean, sometimes you want things to be private, but, but you know, and sure. the, the opponents of Sanders are... Yeah, like, here's because, his letter. Because I'm feeling particularly benevolent on yeah. this last day. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I guess, you know, I don't know any of the details of this. I haven't read anything on it, just what you've said here today. And I really, it kind of irks me, just as it would irk me if it was Trump or anybody that I liked, that they're connecting him with it. If and now, Unless he had something to do with it or unless right. he knew about it. If he knew that this guy was a really good political uh, ally, but he was a dirtbag and he was touching women or you know being inappropriate toward them some way and he hired him anyway yeah if he was negligent in some way then you can attach his name to it but i i mean man do we need to politicize another you know incident i don't know we shouldn't but that's that's how the game's played <laughs> it is how the game's played. i mean if you're in mainstream media wait we're talking about it does that mean we're mainstream yeah, we're media? totally me- media yeah main, we're, we're media now we're just main media <laughs> Well, for mainstream media, I have to support Obamacare and abortion. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny too. I was thinking about that the other day. How they, how they make these dec- they like I hear Rush Limbaugh saying mainstream media, and I'm thinking, well, dude, you're like the biggest show, you know, commentary show on the oh. on the radio. When is you're he, on all the clear when, channel stations. When I mean, is he are you mainstream? not mainstream? Mm, I don't know. It's interesting. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when I see, when I hear the word mainstream, I think of insanely popular they're everywhere media i don't think of just the ones that toe the line but you know maybe i'm i'm, I'm off base well you know and it's it's funny you mentioned that because i was thinking about it recently because i'm like because i said this told somebody remember when tv was abc nbc and cbs <laughs> mm-hmm. you know and that was that's iowa and of course we didn't really even have we had a local newspaper but it wasn't like New York Times right Washington Post what's the other there's like one or two Wall Street ones. Journal Wall Street Journal yeah, some of the some of the big ones, those seem like. I know what I think of. I think of large metropolitan media machines, whether it's TV, whether it's cable, whether it's print. Mm-hmm. That's what I think of. Sure. But that may not be fair. And that's and I started thinking about that because it's like, yeah, some people have such a huge following, you know. Let's I mean, see. I I wouldn't think anybody is kind of out there with air quotes if mm-hmm. they listen to Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'd, I'd say he's pretty mainstream, but you know, it's not. I understand what he's what he's saying when he says the mainstream media. I uh, I have to send some kudos out to because I'm thinking about it. Andrew Andrew Clavin, he always says 
He always says, the liberal media, but I repeat myself. <laughs> or he'll say, the Democrats and the mainstream media, but I repeat myself. <laughs> you know, it's like just... <laughs> they kind of go together, don't they? They, they do. Um, it's, you know, it is uh, too... You know, I, you know I, I want to say it's too bad that there's not a... Not a non-liberal or not a right-wing media, but it's like that's not really what I want to say. Uh, you know, there, would there I is. would would I like completely straightforward facts without bias if it was available? Would I even enjoy it, or am I a clickbait? Am I a hmm. right-wing clickbait uh, right. addict? I know what you mean. You know, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of click interesting stuff from some of the folks I listen to that. Mm-hmm. If it was just information, I might not like it as yeah. much. No, you're right. So I like to listen to commentary. Yeah. I, you know, I, I enjoy it, you know. Especially if it's somebody that... that uh, I mean, people listen to us, hopefully, because they, uh, you know, they like what we say and how we interpret things, you know. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be ever much of a niche for just this is what happened. Yeah. Unfortunately. That's true. I guess, I guess though... Yeah, and here's the thing, though. When... when whoever, whatever the mainstream media is. When the mainstream media says they're unbiased... Right, that's a that's farce. ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and, and <laughs> that's if you think what makes about me it, irritated. Yeah, even if there was, let's say, just for 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 giggles, mm-hmm. that there is a publicly accountable, uh, government run. I mean, like this is to me what public radio ought to be is just like a stream of facts. Yeah, yeah, it's totally not. But even if you did have, even if you did have a twenty four hour stream of facts, if it was a national service. You've only got 24 hours to mm-hmm. say what happened, and you're never going to say it all. Mm-hmm. So how you decide what you say, it really gives you a slant no matter what, isn't it? Because like what you deem important, what you deem in, unimportant is yeah. going gonna, is gonna to slant you. And uh, even how you could say just the facts, and you can still slant them in your favor. True, and okay, to their credit, because I always like playing the, the devil's advocate, trying to think both sides here. I don't think all of the mainstream media outlets said necessarily, you know what, we're going we're gonna to be liberal. I think they're all located in large metropolitan areas because that's where the money is, because you reach more people, sure. you make a lot of money, and I think because they're located in large metropolitan areas, they're liberal. Yeah. <laughs> um, by nature of the way cities kind of develop and... and um, so there's no doubt though that there's probably some top-down influence though whether it's from just the ceo who happens to be there because that's where he is or whether it's from owners or donors or boy that'd be a hard line to toe you know if and i think i've said this before maybe a year ago on the on the podcast if i ran facebook you know and and i and I could influence some things. Wouldn't wouldn't I kind of want to? Mm-hmm. Like I, I definitely want to. I'm not sure if I would. I'm not sure if I'd say, "Gee, I shouldn't." And here's the, uh, I'm a little bit saddened and embarrassed to say this, but I would probably say financially it's better if I don't. I wouldn't say is it right or wrong to influence it. I would say it's a business, mm-hmm. so financially this is what I should do. Sure. I would rather that I say, <laughs> right. is it right or wrong? But. Um, it's it's easy in a business to say the only the only right or wrong is a dollar sign. That's right. that's the easy call. The harder call is to say no. I have to do what's right. So, um, so how do you explain then Zuckerberg and Jack? Uh, what's his name? Uh, the Twitter guy. 
Oh, for, I mean, wouldn't it be more financially beneficial to them to not get political? And they totally have. Um, I, yes, <clears throat> I think it would be. However, I think they're making a mistake because they're they're trying they're trying to they're trying to play a game to have them maintain control and market share mm-hmm. so that they can continue making buttloads of money in the long haul. So it's about control, yeah. which will give them money. In the I end. wonder if they're not also getting. It makes you wonder if they're getting help. Like, you do this and we will change this dial for you. Or, mm. you know, you do this and we'll give you the money or, you know, whatever. Maybe. It's hard to say. Yeah, we'll money, give you more is, power. money we'll give is you more corrupt control. power. Yeah, all of that. Because I don't have much money, so that means I'm awesome, <laughs> not corrupt. <laughs> I don't know. You give me a thousand bucks. There's a lot of things I'd do. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe speaking of that, uh, I wanted to mention a film I was watching. Oh, cool. Um, is this your cool thing? Yeah, I guess you want to call it the cool things okay, or whatever. Okay, all right. I don't know when they... Do you know when these were made? The, so they made a series of films. I think based like on in the mid-80s, but I'm not based sure. Based on uh, Ayn Rand's... I, it's, I think it's got to be later than that because the technology in the films. Okay. Um, but they made a they made a three-part trilogy of films based off Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged. And they're low budget. I mean, yeah. lower budget. But they're still good. And I, what, the one thing I really hate about movies that uh, when they do this is when they change actors in the middle of a oh, series. Oh, yeah, it's hard to follow. And they yep. do this, it makes it a little hard to follow, but it's still a really great story. And they're talking about this exact, this exact thing, really, if you're familiar with the story, you know, of people sort of claiming that you have what you have because, uh, because you took advantage or you hurt somebody else to get it instead of trading value for value and... All that, so I would recommend. That's a cool thing. Go check out uh, Atlas Shrugged. All three parts are now on Amazon Prime. So if you're one of those kind of people, you can watch them for free, and they're good. They're entertaining and they're pretty clean for the most part. So you can, or you could be a real intellect and read the book. You could do that. Too. <laughs> you could do that. Too. That'd be better. Man. I didn't read the book. I watched the movie. I read so part of it, but back. I haven't. I didn't follow up. <coughs> I would. I don't know if I'm smart enough on Ayn Rand to start talking about her, so I might sound dumb if I say this, but I think in, in general, uh, I'm, I'm not, you know, I couldn't wholeheartedly embrace um, her. It's kind of a utilitarian philosophy. I'm probably not using mm-hmm. the right word here, um, but it, it, it is like kind of based on, you know, like somebody's worth is only in what they can, what they can give you or yeah. what they can produce. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't think I can agree with that either. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but there are levels where that plays out, where sure, I live that way sure, in society, sure. even though I don't, that's not my foundational mm-hmm. um, principle. So, yeah, um, yeah that, was a, that was a great, cool thing. We, uh, I'm going to see if I can get any more off of this single malt here. Oh, there's something interesting there. I'm still having a hard time finding that ginger. <laughs> Chasing it down here. I'm kind of a... There might be a cedar, and again, I'm sucking this yeah. through a plugged up diesel. And I'm so I'm sure I'm, they said oak. I'm saying maybe I'm getting ginger and oak, and it's making me making think, cedar, making cedar. Because awesome. <laughs> doesn't that kind of sound it possible? Like it might huh? add up <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. So mm. it's definitely sweeter if you don't. Oh, for sure. If you don't water it down, we did we did add a little bit to our glass, but. I want to make sure Joe can drive home safely. Yeah, it might be. Um, 
so we're, I don't know, we got 10 minutes or so left here. It might be fun to talk about um, the, the just gross, it, it's fun to go to Rand Paul's website and look at the stuff that where the government grossly wastes money on things. You know, I didn't know he did that on his website, but now that I know that, I'm going to go check it out. Yeah. And I guess he's been doing this particular one that I'm going to talk about. Like, he, he talks about it in some of his speeches and he tweets about it. But apparently, the, we, the U.S. government, paid $800,000 for a study of the effects of cocaine on the mating practices of quail. Can you get any funnier than... I mean, you can't write jokes that funny, can you? $800,000? I don't think it's funny. That's, that's terrible. It is terrible, and I laugh at terrible things sometimes because it's so funny. And so when you hear it on its face, you're thinking, that's ridiculous. And it's not quite as ridiculous as you think. But still, I don't care if there's a 100% correlation between quails yeah, and Yeah, I, I want to know what they're trying to find. I mean, what They, they, they were studying um, drug addiction, and apparently there's something about quail and the way they respond that is close to the way humans respond. Okay. And so there was a reason, there's okay. reasons for doing it. But what if the quail were perfectly, exactly 100% responded like people and we spent $800,000 on studying it? It still seems kind of dumb. It kind of seems like it'd be better to just like pay convicts 100 bucks to, to, you know, tell scientists their interactions between cocaine <laughs> and sexuality. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. We've already got enough data here. We just need to get it, get the yeah. data. I could do that same study for $100,000 and pay these guys and have video. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> it's not what I meant. Yeah, <laughs> videos, all kinds of videos. Um, oh, yeah. my gosh. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, see, there we go again. I think that it's oh, it disgusts us to under, to know how much money is wasted on things that the government, it's not even in the government's mandate. It's not, I mean, how does that even, how does that help? Are they providing for the common welfare by understanding this? Ah, that's a hard sell to me, to a guy like me. But, you know, there was a one study a while back that you heard about that they paid so many millions of dollars to watch, what was it, like shrimp run on treadmills or something like that? <laughs> I didn't know shrimp could run on treadmills. I don't know, I didn't either, but there was okay. something like that. <clears throat> awesome. I uh, just, I mean, and I'm sure, I'm positive that there's a scientist out there that did that experiment because they thought they could find, I mean, maybe they were right. Maybe they yeah. really, really did find something through that. But of course, on its face, it sounds ridiculous. So, you know, that you know, there's another side. Again, I'm feeling yeah. particularly benevolent today. But, gosh, can we not think of smarter way? And, you know, there was also the grant mining thing where people write these grants to try to get government money and... Mm-hmm. You know how that works. Well, I do, and then, and I, you know, I've been involved in a little bit of some of that. Not only grant writing, but even even government money and some some other stuff, just from working in the nonprofit world. But the, so oversight is really tough. But you you also have to it has to be there. We have to do it better because I, I heard somebody talk. It might have been Shapiro or somebody talking about uh, money that was. Like the the government has allotted, and I don't even know if they were talking U.S. government or state governments, but had allotted to help mentally disabled people. And so there's all this money out there, and then they find out that there's this huge percentage being put on. Well, we need to we need to have an awareness program so people understand 
that there are mentally ill people out there that we and so they spend you know three hundred thousand dollars on educating the public. No, spend three thousand hundred thousand dollars on helping some of these folks get in a home or something, get mm-hmm. taken care of, get on drugs if they need it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was just it was insane. And then and then of course it wasn't just on awareness. It was also well we had to market our program so that people understood that we were here so that they could come to the awareness uh-huh. program. Yeah. And it's like okay, was any of it? It's spent actually yeah. <laughs> providing services, and so it just gets all convoluted and it con- does. confused. So it does. Are we? Uh... Well, and you know, part of the problem is is that it you know, unfortunately, so much of those organizations are dependent on how it looks like they're helping. Yeah, because you can help a hundred disabled people, but if you don't have that sort of public display, then people don't think you're doing anything. So it's really hard to 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 do it right. It's hard to do it right. Results versus actions versus optics. Yeah, versus optics. Yeah. Yep. Um, I yeah. Some some nonprofit education people were teaching us that one time. You know, once. It's crazy, isn't it? Trying to yeah, trying to get us to focus on results, not on all mm-hmm. the other stuff. And but it all matters in today's well, world, and in so. today's social media world, mm-hmm. you can it can look like you're doing all this crazy awesome stuff. And really, you just got four people in a in a room that you redecorate every once in a while. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, I it's do. that easy. I do. It really is that easy. So, well, we're near the end. Of the year. Of the year. And the glass. <laughs> the end is near. Oh, you, you, did you, you drank the rest yeah, of I your, oh, well. A while ago, that so I could metabolize it a little bit. Yeah, I may, might make one last comment. You should say some end of the year. Oh man! Thing. You're putting me on the spot. I am. You think of something brilliant? <laughs> you know, I guess uh, my goal. You know, we talk about end of the year goals or New Year's resolutions or something. I just want to do better next year. You know, I think it's important. It's really important for people to just take stock of where they're at and what they're doing that's making them to arrive where they are, and then what they want to do different if they want to get someplace else. And I don't know. That's what I'm doing. Just looking at what I can do better. Where I can be more efficient or more effective or cut off the fat if I need to cut off the fat. So, anyway, make next year better. 2019 is going to be the best year yet. Awesome. Well, I, I sure hope so. Thanks to the McAllen Classic Cut. I just finished mine off. I don't have any more to say. My apologies for not being able to give more details, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. <coughs> so, was still good. a little rough health-wise, but I'm, I'm thankful. You know, I always say... Compared to some folks, I don't I don't make a whole lot of money, but I really enjoy some great cigars, some great whiskey, even good good wine now and then, and and good friendships. And my girls are all healthy. My family's happy. I only work four seven hour days a week, and I pay my bills. Got it pretty good. Yeah, so it's it's not too bad. So I don't know. My resolution should be. If I had to pick one right now, I'd say just be more thankful. Sure. Because I'm not a person that stops to thank, to to say thanks very often. So that's what I want to do. It's been a good year. It's been a good year for Doug and Joe Talk. Really. Yes, it's been a good year. I full year. Well, and, and we we kind of started our year in July, the first year, and so that we're actually okay. halfway through our second Are year. We really? Technically, great. So get a bonus, fifty um, percent more. You know, and <laughs> when we we started trying to make sure we always do a weekly podcast yeah. i think yeah. we've missed it like twice so really that's pretty good pretty good that's for, doing pretty good for six months for a couple of guys that are 
That's really good. I just, know some... Just like smoking cigars. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I listen to some really great podcasts, and it surprises me how often they miss or don't, you know, and I get it. Oh, I get it, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, we, we want to bring you some better, some some more good content next year, and get you out to more listening years, and uh, do what we can to make this show better, and we're going to see what happens, huh? Alrighty, thank you so much for listening. We'll uh, catch you... Probably next week, who knows? Next year. Next year, for sure. Yeah, it'll be next year. All righty. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>